Elder Church, we are so happy to worship with you today. My name is Kristen Breiner. And my name is Loralee Mendez. We are coming to you as a team today uh, to worship with you and to share a little bit of our own journey as parents and how God is working in our lives. So we are grateful to be with you. We're sad we couldn't be there in person but at least we get to have a little fun with you from a distance. Trees are made for climbing, days are made for sun. Puddles are for jumping, fields are made to run. Stars are made for counting and for wishes coming true. Sleep is made for dreaming, and I have dreams for you. I've been teaching since 2001. I've taught in China and um, boarding schools and public schools and Adventist universities and community colleges since then. And I love to teach. It's a wonderful thing. My children are 10 years old and 11 years old, and my husband is a teacher for the Adventist system, an elementary school teacher as well. So we've had lots of kids in and out of our houses. My degree in college is education, and I have taught. Um, currently, I uh, am working as a teacher's assistant for our church school. Uh, I also work for the Down Syndrome Association of Minnesota, and I help them uh, put together projects. And my family, I'm married to a pastor, and we have three kids. Our oldest is going to turn 15 on Thursday, so by the time you watch this, he did turn 15 on Thursday. And uh, our middle son is 11, and our youngest is 8. And all three of them have special needs. May you never lose the wonder in your soul. May you always have a blanket for the cold. May the living light inside you be the compass as you go. May you always know how my end So, Laura, you're a teacher, and you were, you were teaching when the whole COVID deal hit. So what, what have you been doing? What has life been like these past few months? Well, we um, went into lockdown the day before school was supposed to get out for spring break. And my husband's school and my school were on similar schedules. So we both jumped into spring break knowing that uh, we were probably not going to be coming back to school the rest of the year, even though everyone was saying that would only be one or two weeks. Um, so we spent that spring break getting our plans together, telling our children, sorry, we can't take you anywhere fun. Here's some ice cream and, and uh, watch some more TV because we have to get everything together for school. <laughs> um, so we 
we all had our areas once school began again. Everybody had their own Zoom meeting area. Uh, my husband and I were on the computer or talking with students from seven o'clock in the morning till eight or night at nine. Um, I had students that were calling, not calling because I didn't give them my phone number, but they were emailing me at midnight, two o'clock in the morning. Um, and as you can imagine, the, the stress load was not our typical. <laughs> so it was hard for the girls as well um, because they couldn't see their friends and they were stuck with each other and chores and it was just a whole whole lot of fun yes covid has been crazy at our house as well um my husband was trying to figure out how to run a church um <laughs> distance distancely and uh i became the it um specialist for our school trying to help the teacher set everything up so that the kids could learn uh, my youngest who is eight and has down syndrome he um he's been homeschooling so his education was actually interrupted for a different reason um, than my other two because uh, his dad was trying to figure out church. I was trying to figure out school. And we have now two other boys in the house all trying to do all our jobs all at the same time. And we found out that there is a limit to what your internet connection can handle. So <laughs> that was very exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been a little nuts. And now looking forward to the next school year, um, my oldest who is going into ninth will be doing an online charter school and our youngest is going to homeschool again, and then our middle son will try to go back to um, the church school. So, I, yeah, we're two weeks away from go time there, and uh, just praying. <laughs> and Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, it's, a, it's the one I think a lot of people are familiar with it, but it says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning, great is your faithfulness. And I was just thinking about all of the time, all the times in the last what has it been? It's been five months, a long time, five years. Five months, give or take three years. Yeah, since all the COVID and like how many times I have messed up and all of the like relearning what it's like to be a family, what it's like to be a parent, all of that. And just thank you, God, for not consuming me. No, um, and thank you that your mercies are new today. Yes, that's one of the things that I know that we really noticed in our house is we had to start new every single day. We're like, God does it with us, so we've got to do it with our kids. And just teaching our girls that 
as horrible as last night was with your sister, let's go through that, apologize, reconnect, and start over again because it's a new day with new opportunities. It's so true. I, yeah, man, big lessons in forgiveness, big lessons in um, boundaries. <laughs> oh, boundaries, patience. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we thought that what we would do with this time is uh, to just give some tips about how to maintain sanity um, during this COVID time. And as we're all looking at school starting again, we just wanted to give some tips from parents who are there with you and how to survive through this time and maybe enjoy it in some ways. <laughs> so the first yes. thing that we thought of was flexibility. And Laura, what have you learned about uh, just how to be flexible, adaptable with everything going on? For our family, what we learned first of all is we just need to have food available, like protein available, because when people are fed, they're very flexible. And <laughs> when people have not been eating, then they get very inflexible. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm not talking just about healthy foods because we, we have plenty of those, but I'm also talking about having availability for treats as as necessary because sometimes when you've had a hard day and you haven't maimed anyone at the end of it and your sister is still alive you should be able to reward yourself with a cookie <laughs> i love that so much <laughs> i think really food was the the one of the biggest struggles for us because we went from the grab and go breakfast and school is providing lunch and then supper is you know whatever to having to plan out all three meals and snacks every single day seven days a week without any break our kids have heard so much more over this covid break i believe in you you can do this yourself if you're hungry Go find your own food. There's lots of food in the cupboards. Yes. <laughs> when we figured, when I figured out that we were probably going to be shutting down soon, um, and that the libraries were going to be shutting down, I also knew that we needed not only food for our bodies. And um, I'd been preparing for this since the end of January, so we we had lots of food in the house. Um, but March 13th, we spent all day going to the different libraries in the area, and we made sure to have lots and lots of um, materials for, for us to read and, and enjoy um, throughout the lockdown. So I think for us, the flexibility um, that we were talking about just came through being prepared, having the food, starting the meal planning, uh, making sure people ate on time and having um, the the books. Um, I had, uh, I love puzzles, so we had lots of puzzles in stock. Um, what we did find, which I was not expecting, and this was 
a trauma response apparently is that we, the girls and I really love to read and we tended to go, we went back and reread our favorites. It took probably a good six or eight weeks before our minds were capable and wanting to take in new books. We did a lot of um, reading old favorites that were comfort. Um, the boys wanted that more than the new material. Um, you know, the Ramona series, we've read it a million times. They wanted to hear that again. Um, yeah, a lot of the, the old standbys. Um, mm -hmm. I think just the, just the upheaval, just the uh, feelings of unknown and what's going to happen um, just kind of sent us back to our, like our blankies, you know, our, yes. our, our places of comfort. I found myself cooking a lot of suppers that were um, comfort foods for our mm -hmm. family. Um, rather than trying new recipes or doing anything fancy, we were um, just really in that comfort zone. I also was thinking, as we were thinking about um, flexibility, for us it was a lot to do with um, letting go of expectations. You know, we, um, as a family, we try to do not too much screen time. You know, it's been a fight for a long time. My oldest is such a techie. And he, you know, if we would let him, he would be on his computer 24-7. Mm -hmm. um, but with everything going on, and the fact that we're in Minnesota, <laughs> so when everything started, um, you know, it wasn't like, uh, everybody go outside and ride their bikes around the block because everything was still covered in snow and ice in March. Um, and so, you know, just kind of like letting go really of that parental guilt of am I doing the best for my kids? Am mm -hmm. I am I making the best decisions? Are they having the best childhood? You know, I, I have... Um, such a lot of ideals and I've had to realize that about myself that um, I have to let go of those ideals and yeah. um, and like you said before if we get to the end of the day and nobody has harmed anybody else <laughs> we're doing good <laughs> sometimes that's like the best you can ask for you know mm -hmm. and that's okay that mm -hmm. um, it's a it can be a good thing so um so it's been a much more laid back spring and summer than we've had in the past um in the past you know i've i've written up um uh checklists of here are the things that you need to do before you get screen time you know reading time outside you know all of these things and while we we have had some of those expectations certain days look different than other days and i've mm -hmm. noticed that our also our um just our emotions in a day are different you know um I, I feel my kids like we can't get out of this house. We can't see anybody. 
we are, you know, like we're here. And so sometimes there's really big emotions. And so what we choose to do on those days may be different than um, what we choose to do on other days. Um, So that I don't don't know, but go ahead, finish. Oh, no, I was just going to say that's um, a big one for us is just the letting go of those expectations. And I don't know about your kids, but one of mine, um, the Zoom meetings just created this meltdown. Every every single day there was a meltdown during the meeting. Um, The other one, eh, whatever. But one of mine just, it, it created very big emotions to see her friends, but not be able to share secrets or talk or or giggle together and hug and all of those things. So, and then every day she saw her friends <laughs> Monday through Thursday. And so it reminded her every day. Um, so dealing, dealing with those emotions was, it was hard, especially when we were both trying to work and <laughs> get our things done. We're just like, can you, can you just hold on to that for just, 20 more minutes until we're done with class and then we can come and and help you out. So um, using those tools of self-regulation and and teaching our our girls those tools of self-regulation has been a process. For sure. Long process. And what you said earlier about ideals for a long time, like I've had these ideals of, of things I really want us to be able to do. And um, I think that for us, that is something good that's actually come out because we go on family walks or bike rides almost every day now, which before we didn't <laughs> because, oh, you know, I've been gone all day and I just want to come home and just not leave the house again until I have to tomorrow <laughs> to go back to work. Um, and it's also been really good because uh, um, we've been able to go on a walk and then we come back and have worship go on a walk come back have worship so we've just been able to really ingrain that into our um daily lives that this this is what we do and this is who we are we are people that walk around the neighborhood and we have worship we started doing uh way back in march and we're still not even done is uh we've been doing nightly worship together um reading through the hiding place by Corey Mm -hmm. it just came to me because i was thinking you know we're locked in this house (laughs) beyond you know we don't really have control over this virus or what our leaders are going to be doing or uh anything and so it would help my boys to know that other people have gone through hard things too. Haven't been able to see friends, haven't been, you know, haven't been able to have the normal activity level. And um, just the amount of discussion and uh, thoughtfulness that I've seen come out of my boys as we've been reading through that story. I don't think we would have read that book had it not been for COVID and everything going on. So I see these moments where we get to have um, really deep discussions um, that may not have happened otherwise. 
we read through Joseph by Terry Fivish, and um, that was it's just an excellent, excellent book. But every day the girls would be like, "Okay, so worship time is it worship time? We want to learn more about Joseph. We want to read read more about Joseph." So that was that was really nice to to hear. Now we're reading through her book on Ruth and, and Boaz, so it's been. It's been good to see the person behind the Bible story for our girls. So flexibility is our first key to maintaining sanity. Our second one is to take time. You know, a personal care is another um, kind of keyword, key term out there. I think I realized fairly quickly in our social distancing <laughs> that I was going to lose my mind <laughs> if I did not at least go sit in my car in the driveway, like get out of the building that housed my entire family. <laughs> for a few minutes and um and all summer long adam and i have been taking the dog for a walk together it's so nice i have to say to have children old enough to do that that has not been the case um this is probably the first year that we have felt comfortable leaving our children um but but to have that you know, 30 minute walk where we can talk without our children's listening ears, without uh, interruptions, you know, without all, and just be able to blah, whatever we need to. Uh, I think that has really been a sanity saver for me. One of the, the lessons that God took me through in the year before this was that self-care um, for me, wasn't just taking a bath every night or or doing things like that, but it was also being very deliberate about having a time to sit down and pay my bills and make the medical appointments and do all the hard things. Because um, I discovered my self-care didn't mean anything if I still had all the hard stuff <laughs> hanging over my head that needed to be done. Um, so this uh, this whole experience really taught me the importance of self-care as a part of um, just not just focusing on what felt nice and all that, but things that were ultimately good in my life. Yeah, for sure. I, I also read a study that talked about the importance of uh, 10 minutes where you are totally unplugged. Um, and so I've been trying to practice that, even if it's just sitting out in a lawn chair on my deck or mm -hmm. sitting on my front step for a few moments, just out of the house, even if it's still <laughs> right next to the house, but out of the house, um, just yeah. taking that 10 minutes, no phone, no, no device of any kind, um, and just being able, it, sometimes I pray in those moments. Sometimes I'm just taking in and grateful for the quiet of uh, sitting outside. 
Um, but, but it really truly has brought down my level of anxiety and stress and, um, and worry. Uh, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm a more grounded person when I enter back, go back into the fray. Yeah. yeah. It's not perfect all the time. I mean, there are times when I'm sitting on the front step and I'm hearing like World War Three happening <laughs> behind my front that door. never happens at our house. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm thinking, I don't want to go back in. But, but, um, so I'm just saying, it's not always perfect. It's not like, you know, all of a sudden I'm the saint, but it truly just that 10 minutes, if that's all you've got, because I know some families are so busy, uh, but just that 10 minutes time to breathe and to take in some space has been huge for me. And I think also, um, and we referred to it earlier with, with flexibility, but for me, um, especially being a teacher of, of high schoolers um, and my husband being upper grades elementary school teacher was setting the work boundaries um, after, I think, um, after five o'clock, Monday through Friday, I would not answer any emails unless it was an urgent email. I would look at the emails, but after the first two weeks, I just said, nope, I'm not answering. I'm not setting up that expectation. That's the boundary. I will look at them to make sure that there's nothing bad that is happening, but I will not answer until tomorrow morning when school starts again. Yeah, but the ability to have a set time and to be able to say, uh, nope, I need my family time or I need, uh, you know, this is my personal time. For those of us working from home now, uh, who used to have office hours or who used to go somewhere for that time, um, you know, it's, it's a whole new world. It's learning a bunch of skills that we hadn't had to use before. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I I have had to let go of the guilt of, um, you know, but they're going to know I'm putting them off. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, you know, because I, my family needs time too, without mom's mind being in five other locations, you know, yeah. to be able to let that go is really big. Oh, it's, it's hard for me. It's hard. I I love my electronics, my phone and I, we are good friends. So (laughs) to be able to finally have the enough self-will and self-control and discipline and Hey God, you're going to have to help me because I really want to find out just one more thing. Just one more scroll down Twitter. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And just say, Nope. Okay, I'm done for now. I'm going to be reading and petting the cat because that's what needs to happen right now. Right. It's going to be outside so that I cannot hear any fighting that's going on. <laughs> yeah. Me, the book, the cat, and maybe a popsicle. Exactly. Yes. in our introduction, but you and I have been friends for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we 
have even shared the same living space at times. And um, we, I consider you like my sister I never had. I grew up with two brothers, um, but I always longed for a sister and I got you. And um, I had two brothers and longed for a sister and there you are. So, like it or not. <laughs> so I feel like when we're talking about sanity savers, um, the one thing that popped into my head was uh, finding humor in situations. And I bring up the fact that we have been longtime friends because I feel like when I am at my downest and my darkest, I can shoot you a text and you, I can count on you for sending me back something that will make me laugh and will break that, uh, that darkness for me enough to find the light for a minute. And, um, and I'm very, very grateful for that. But I think for parents everywhere, finding humor in the situation is so key to maintaining that sanity. Yes. And not only finding humor, because um, we, we, we may laugh a, a few times <laughs> when we're together, but I know that when things are at their hardest, that I can text Christy and say, I need to call you. And even though she hates the telephone, she will let me call her. And that is an excellent friend to have. <laughs> only if I can just talk it out, then life is much better. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I, I had to laugh because uh, the week leading up to us recording this sermon has been uh, kind of like one for the record books in our house. We have had so many problems. Um, we were finishing up, we did a virtual VBS. So my husband is in character, in costume, with the door locked. Um, you know, leading VBS for all these families that we have joining us. And uh, at that, like halfway through the VBS moment, my middle son, uh, who has uh, spina bifida, and um, so he has to go through this nightly program, um, he has this major accident all over the bathroom. I mean, it's like splattered up walls. It's everywhere, all over the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And right at that moment, my youngest son, who I mentioned before has Down syndrome, he uh, didn't go to the bathroom when he should have, and he's starting to have wet pants. And so we, the, there's a bathroom downstairs, but it's out of reach because the door is locked and so we have to somehow make our way through the minefield because he insists he has to take a shower at that very moment and nothing else will do he has to take a shower so i am leading him through like as clear of a path as I can to get him to the shower while my other son is standing there screaming and everything everywhere and I'm just uh I think had I done this 10 years previously I would have been crying 
but because of all my life experience over the last, uh, well, probably 11 years since Caveman was born, you know, I am just, I'm in the middle of it and I'm just laughing. <laughs> I'm saying, it's okay. I'm going to take care of you. You don't have to worry. I know this is stressful for you, but we're going to, you know, everything's washable. We've got this. And I'm texting my husband saying, if you have a minute, <laughs> can you please unlock the door so I can get to the laundry room? which is also in the basement. And um, anyway, everything was taken care of. But I was so grateful for that moment of humor, uh, mm -hmm. being able to just see the humor in it in that moment and be like, this is life, you know? Isn't this just like life? <laughs> this is the way it goes. Yes, and going back to the verse we talked about, that the steadfast Lord, love of the Lord never ceases and his mercies never come to an end. I think humor is, is one of the mercies that he grants us because I just can't imagine getting through all of this without laughing. <laughs> it's so true. May the good Lord bless and keep you, fill you with his peace. His face will shine upon you even as you sleep. Every day you're changing Sometimes I wish it wasn't true Hearts are made for giving I've given mine to you James 1.5 If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he'll give it to you. I love that it's so bold and it's so out there, and it's one of those really beautiful promises. It's like, ask for it. Just ask for it. Um, and during this time where everything is so up in the air, I mean, I just, I think about this coming school year. Um, both of us work in school systems, and uh, just thinking about really the how unsure everything feels. The only um, steady ground that we have is God and his wisdom. Because all the humans, if nothing else COVID has shown us, <laughs> that we do the best that we can, but we don't know a whole lot. Yeah. And we just stumble in darkness until we can find a good path. And um, if we didn't have God and his wisdom, where would we be at this time? Absolutely. Psalms 57, 7, my heart is steadfast. Oh God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Mm. And uh, just as we're entering into this, this school year, um, my girls and I have found ourselves singing a lot. My husband will, will join in sometimes. But playing a lot of music, singing, making melodies, and there's nothing else that we can do to to prepare for the school year other than be steadfast and make melody. Exactly. Yeah. 
which is another sanity saver, isn't it? If it wasn't for music, that and just, you know, every time I'm in the kitchen cooking supper, Asher, our littlest, will come in because I'll have music playing on the radio. And he'll be like, dance, mommy, dance. So I have to drop everything I'm doing and we just twirl around the kitchen for about 10 minutes before I can get back to doing whatever I was doing. But those moments are so precious. And that's, yeah, that's one of the, the blessings, I think, that we're, we've gotten this summer, spring and summer, we're taking into the fall, is the memories that we're making with our kids, even though they're not the memories that we would choose, or the experiences that we would choose, our girls are coming through without, without too, too many scars. Yeah. But as a family, because we've been, we've tried to be intentional about the boundaries and flexibility and, and cooking and libraries and all of those things, they're going to come out better than I would have thought back in March. For sure. I, I am grateful to God for giving us the vision to see those blessings. Because um, mm-hmm. it's so scary and it's so stressful. And um, it's so easy to miss those moments where you're like, this is, this is just beautiful right here, right now with my family, with my kids. This is beautiful. And to be able to look back at how God is leading, even in the midst of a pandemic, all these ways that he's led. So when we think about the future and how scary it is, we can remind ourselves no, remember how scary it was way back in March when we heard everything going on, and yet God's been leading all along, and he's going to keep doing that. So yeah. we don't have to panic, and we don't have to lose, um, lose ground. We can just- when we do panic. Yes. <laughs> and he still brings us good friends and yeah. back to him. And so we thank you, God, for friendship. We thank you for humor and steadfastness. We thank you for family. As we enter into this new school year with questions and doubts and everything swirling around us, help us to know that you are present and to remember that you are present and to help our families and our friends through as as we go through. Um, the rest of the school year. We thank you for being an awesome God and for loving us. In your name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Boulder Church, for having us. And uh, you. just pray blessings on you as you look forward to the school year and whatever it holds. We pray that God would just give you surprises of joy all through the school year and amen. all next year. Um, God's blessings and happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath.